Microphone checker. One, two, one, two. We back at it again. Another episode of Premium Pete Show. And before we get to this week's episode, shouts to everybody who checked out last week's episode with the brand father, Rohan Ozer. Okay? <laughs> You're going to learn something from that episode. That dude built brands, vitamin water, Vitacoco, buy pop chips. Even worked in Coca-Cola, Snickers, M&M's. Listen to me. The dude is official. And that's what the Premium Pete Show is about. Learning something. Okay? Premium Pete Show is for the people. You'll never know who's on the Premium Pete Show. Could be an actor, an athlete, an entrepreneur, or somebody that you didn't even know you need to fucking hear. I say it every week because it's goddamn true. Internet, open up your Twitter app, open up your Instagram app, and check the fuck in. Tweet me at Premium Pete at Premium Pete. Let me know where let me know where you're listening from. Where's it from? Chicago? Stay warm out there. Where's it from? Jamaica? Barbados? Aruba? Mexico? Is it from Kansas City? Is it from Italy? Yep. Yo, let me tell you something. I'm thankful. I appreciate. And and, and I'm so thankful that 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 you guys really resonate. What, what you know? What content we put out there worldwide? I mean that. This ain't no fucking bullshit. Worldwide, people fucking with the Premium Pete Show, and I really appreciate that. And you know what? I always get on my Pastor Pete, not just on Sundays. A couple of days ago on my Instagram uh, and Twitter at Premium Pete, I put "Never stop believing in yourself." Sounds like a word that's so simple, but trust me, it's not. But I want you to understand through it all, even when the times are rough, don't. Lose focus. Put your head down. Work hard. Okay? And just power through it. But never stop believing in yourself. Because the moment you stop believing in yourself is when everything could get uglier than you never imagined. So continue to believe in yourself. Even when through rough times, continue to believe that you're worth it, that you could be where you want to be if you put the work in. And you know what? When you get there, be fucking happy. Don't be one of those fucking selfish motherfuckers that like, yo, I'm not even happy I'm here. But you wanted to be here. Now, you want to get to the next place? Okay, that's okay. But it's okay to smile while you're on the fucking road. It's okay to take a moment to breathe while you're on the road. Because I say this, and it's cliche, but tomorrow's not promised. Internet, let me tell you something, okay? I'm thankful not only for you guys checking us out worldwide, for the library that the Premium Pete show is creating. Dig in the catalog. Go to iTunes. Go to Spotify, SoundCloud. Go to our YouTube. That's right. Premium Pete Show's on YouTube. Subscribe today. Rate. Leave a comment. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Man, I'm just thankful, man. It's cold out in New York City. We're trying to stay warm. It's fucking brick, actually. It's really brick. But, you know, New York is like, we'll complain it's too hot, and we'll complain it's too cold. You can never be happy. Motherfuckers got to find some type of balance. I need to finally get away, get some. You know, sometimes I'd be saying, like, yo, when it gets real cold, I want to go away, and then I never do it. It's almost like when I say I'm going to do my Christmas shopping and I'm not going to wait till the last minute, but I always do. Eh, well, you know, I guess every day I got to try to be a better man. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Keep an open mind. I'm here. New day, new opportunities. New week, new opportunities. New month, new opportunities. You understand? Internets, on this week's episode of the Premium Pete Show, we sit down with the one and only actor, okay? Artist, entrepreneur, one and only Tristan Mac Wiles. This dude, man, made it out of Staten Island. Made it out to PJs, all the way to fucking to 90210, to Wire, probably one of the best shows on TV, on television of its time, to being in video with Adele and her comeback song, Hello? Listen, tremendous amount 
of, of success, tremendous amount of stories, and more importantly, couldn't happen to a better dude. And the crazy thing is he's super young, so it, it, it's really just starting. Internet, I'm not going to waste no more of your time. Love is love. Shouts, I love y'all, okay? Now let's get to this week's episode of the Premium Pete Show with the one and only Tristan Mac Wilds. Cheer. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Fat Man Scoop, the undisputed voice of the club, the two-time Grammy Award winner. Let me make this official for you. Fat Man Scoop, Quark McClam, Internet. It's time to go with my dude, Premium Pete. Let's get focused. Let's go, Internet. Let's turn up one time, Premium Pete. Come on, everybody, get set. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up. It's the Premium Pete Show. If you want the scoop in the low, down low, listen to the Show was milk said so. Fuck what you heard, better act like you know. It's the Premium Pete Show. Intendants, welcome back to another episode of the Premium Pete Show. Finally sitting down yeah, with my man. guy. Okay, so so many things about this dude, okay? You know, he's a a, a, a creator. Yeah. An entrepreneur. Yes, sir. An actor. Uh-huh. Uh, an artist. Yes. Singer. Oh, come on, Mr. Steal Your Girl. <laughs> you know, a, a, a model? Yeah, I've done model? that too. I've done that too. Fuck, yeah. how many things do you do? The one and only Mac Wiles in the What's building. What's going on, everybody? Oh, man. Internets, internets. Listen, you know, uh, we're talking about growing up in Staten Island. Yeah, man. And it's funny because a lot of people don't really know about Staten Island. They don't. Even people from New York, they really don't fully, uh, I don't think they fully understand Staten Island, period. Like, I, it's funny. I talk to a lot of people out of that out of New York period like oh what like five boroughs oh, what, what borough are you from I'm like Staten Island Staten Island's a borough I thought it was I thought it was uh Manhattan Harlem Brooklyn Queens <laughs> I was like what yeah yeah nah Staten Island you know we're the lost borough of course I, I call us the uh the the island of uh lost toys and misfits uh but yeah you know it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's crazy over there, man. You know what? Let's go over who came out of Staten Island. Okay, Mac Wilds. Mac Wilds, of course. That's one. That's a one. lot of Wu Tang Clan. The majority of the majority. Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, D and Ricky. D and Ricky. Shout uh, out to D and Ricky. Uh, um, 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 Shaheem. Shaheem definitely came out. Um, keep on. Let's keep on um, going. Let me see uh, who else. I heard Christina. Christina Aguilera came from yeah, Staten Island. Yeah, that's right. I heard that too. Yeah, yeah. I heard that too. There's, um, there's, there's, there's some town. Uh, who else? BB Rexa came out of Staten Island. Okay. Shout out BB Rexa. I mean, there's a lot of talent that that came out of Staten Island for sure. Definitely, you know, Definitely. It, it, it's just crazy to me because I was telling you that sometimes people come in town and I'll I'll take them on a tour, like people mm-hmm. that I fuck with. I'm like, yo, let me take you for some pizza. Let me take you around Brooklyn. You know, uh, the, the real city. Stat, the real New York experience for sure. And course. I'll take them to Staten Island and show them because Staten Island is crazy. Like one thing I don't think people understand about Staten Island, and one is. Staten Island is very thorough. Yes. Okay. Some people may think like it may no no. It's, Staten Island has just like any borough. Yeah. Has uh, areas that have fucking five million, ten million dollar homes. Yep. And then areas that are super thorough, and you got to protect your neck. Yes. Pun intended. Yeah, pun intended. Exactly. If you go to <laughs> if you go through any of those areas, but shouts to Staten Island Internet. It's a little expensive to get over the bridge. It is. But, it is. Uh, but it's worth know, it. But it's it, worth it. It's definitely it's definitely a chance. You find, to, you find those little like little gems over there, the same way you would in any other borough. But you know, it's a uh, it's crazy. I, it's it because of the, I think because of the Verrazano and people being afraid to get on the ferry like not uh, or not fully understanding the ferry i know people still ask me to this day yo you got to pay to get on the ferry it's like nah it's it's free you can get over there if you need to um i think every a lot of people chose to stay away from it uh 
which made kind of Staten Island very isolated in its own mm. way. I was telling you this before, because it's so isolated, uh, every neighborhood kind of became its own borough. Like Park Hill was m- more of the flashy dudes, like dudes get, get fly, dress up. Uh, so it felt more like Harlem and Park mm. Hill, you mm. know, like Tarji Street is kind of, I guess, reminiscent of one one twenty fifth in a sense. Sure. So there's, you know, that's it. you get that feel of it, and then Stapleton was kind of because of the way that the the projects were built. Like it's kind of like one, like once you're in the projects, it's kind of like you you can't really get out. It's a it's a you once you're in, you're in, and it's kind of closed off. So uh, it was more like Brooklyn. It was very like we kind of. Though that our our neighborhood was kind of our, like our battleground, so mm. a lot of people who would even try to get in, it'd be hard for you to get out. Like, yeah, it, it was crazy. It was always crazy. I say Staten Island. I'm a, I'm I'm gonna end the, the Staten Island talk on this and mm-hmm. say Staten Island is Brooklyn with a cover charge. Mm-hmm. That's what it's turned into. <laughs> they charge you to get the fuck in. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's why <laughs> you can leave for free, but they charge you to get in. Charge- <laughs> yeah. But, yo, listen, let me tell you something. Your journey um, has been, honestly, and, and you're still so young and, yeah. and, and, and has been amazing. Thank um, you, man. You know, you grew up in Staten Island. You grew up to mom and dad? Yeah, uh, my mom and dad were there, yeah. And what did mom do? What did dad do? Um, my dad was a barber. Um, you know, my dad cut hair. That's how. I, that's actually how I met, like, a lot of the Wu-Tang Clan members. My dad was a barber in, uh, in Park Hill, and um, everybody used to go to him. So I used to always see like Ray, Meth, sure. RZA. Like I, I have vivid memories of them as kids, like coming into my dad's barbershop, getting a cut before they went on tour or whatever. And um, yeah, so uh, my dad was a barber. My mom, uh, my mom was just a hustler, man. She did. She was just moving around. Like I remember her working at a beeper shop. I remember her working. Uh, she used to do hair. One time she was she was working uh she was a stock she was a stockbroker for uh Smith Barney. So she my mom would my mom has done a lot of stuff, like literally. Right now she works for a group home in Staten Island. So mm, dope. Yeah. Dope. Now you had them um, you grew up with both your parents for your whole childhood? Uh yes. You know, yes, and they were supportive of what you did because how did you even because to do modeling, singing, acting, like <laughs> did you start early? Uh I, and how if you you know, I, I started I started fairly early. I think um, the time I officially kind of started getting serious about acting or even attempting to get serious at acting was I was about 13, 14 years old, um, which is still young in its own right. But, you know, when you grow up very fast, <clears throat> that's really not a that's not a sure. super young age. Sure. Um, so I started at, I started acting and everything at 13. I kind of started doing music. Well, at least started in the right music and everything around the same time, uh, and and yeah, man, it was it was crazy how everything kind of progressed very quickly. Um, I started doing the wire when I was maybe what fifteen, sixteen years old. Mm. So, mm. you know, one of the greatest um, television shows. Thank you, man. And no, no, you yeah. know, look, I'm a big Soprano fan. I love everything. Goodfellas, this, that. Of course, same, but, same. Um, for sure. But I want to say, I feel like sometimes The Wire, I want to say underrated, but sometimes I feel like it doesn't get mentioned enough on how good it was. You know, it's funny. I, we, I was just having a conversation with one of my friends about this. Um, I remember 
And I I had to go back and start watching Sopranos again because I never, like, at when it was on, I didn't watch it at all. Sure. Like, when I was a kid, didn't watch it, and it was because I had a huge chip on my shoulder about the show. Um, I was, I think, I'm I, like I said, I'm like 15, 16 years old, and as as our show was going on, and I see how great it is, I'm reading these. I'm reading the scripts. I'm seeing what the critics are saying. Everybody's talking about how amazing this is. And then even hearing the acclaim from the streets, understanding how everybody's connecting to it. Yo, you're really talking our life. Yo, I'm I'm Michael. Or yo, I know kids like Randy or like or like Dookie or like Naaman or, or like the way that you guys broke down the wiretaps. It gives us a, it gives us insight on the way that police think. Yeah, like yo, this isn't a fake show. This is real. So to hear all of this from from people who work in government all the way down to your neighborhood drug dealer and then going to the award ceremonies and these party at these after parties. I, I remember going to the Golden Globes party and I, they put us they put the wire uh, or like the wire actors in a corner like we like we were like in the corner somewhere and I remember we had to walk by this big table in the middle of the entire party huge long table of this for all of the Sopranos like everybody sitting around the table fucking James Gandolfini looking all Tony like with all of his awards around him that he won that day all the family members is there and I'm just like damn like I wish we could get some of that like and it's not even about awards it's just like I, I wish I wish people looked at the greatness that we have mm. this same way. And uh, so, yeah, for a long time, I had a chip on my shoulder about it, man. And But I started watching it, and the shit is fucking amazing. Like, I understand why people said it, but, I mean, I'm, I'm always going to rep for the wires. So. You know, of course, of course. <laughs> you know, you, you know I've, I've sat down with a bunch of actors, and something that I think is truly incredible is, and, and, and walk us through, you know, I don't know if The Wire was your first thing that you ever did. It was right? one of my first big things, yeah. But had, did you even know, you know when you like read a script? Mm -hmm. Did you know what you were doing? Like, because you never read it, read it before when you think about that shit. Nah, I mean, I, I've done play, like when I was in school, I did plays and stuff. So I understood the mechanics behind reading a script, like how to read a script. Um, but doing The Wire, it honestly, I didn't fully get, um, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have fully gotten it the way that you guys seen on television if it wasn't for um, the guy who played Proposition Joe Robert Chu. Mm. Um, Mr. Chu was was didn't wasn't didn't just play Proposition Joe. He was also like our our the kid like all of the kids coach. Like he was kind of <clears throat> every week that a new episode would come out, he'd sit with us. He we'd read through it. We'd break down kind of what the mindsets of the characters were. And just kind of get ready for you know whatever was whatever we were going to shoot that week. So working with him and and um, with with his tutelage, and and not even just his like being on set with everybody and and everybody actually helping you it, it was it was nuts. Uh, you learn a lot, uh, especially from just watching um, the greats at what they do. So it was pretty it was pretty great now the the character that you played is that the first you got exactly who you played or they put you in did you go for any of ones before that uh when i first auditioned when i first auditioned i auditioned for um maestro harrell's character mm -hmm. randy mm -hmm. um 
and I remember, I remember them having a conversation with my management team saying <clears throat> he was great, like he did good. We loved him, but he's too big of a guy to play Randy. Like he, his stature, he he can't play Randy. Like <clears throat> we can't see anybody like pushing, bullying him around, and all of that stuff. Not you know, no no disrespect to Maestro, um, but they were like you know let's let's try him for another role. Let's try him for we have another character. His name is Michael. Um, he's a he he doesn't have as many lines, but he's he's a really strong character. I was like, okay, let's let's try it. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't care either way. True. Um, I thought I thought it was gonna be dope to to be a part of a TV show that I was actually watching with my mom, like mm. every Sunday. Mm. Like that was like a family thing. Like me, my mom, my brothers. Every Sunday, you would watch The Wire. Mm. The whole hood would shut sure, down. Sure, sure. Season three, it was ridiculous. Everybody wanted to know what was going to happen to Stringer, like what was going on with the mayor. Like it was crazy. So, um, damn, TV was good. Back it was then, good, man. Fuck, it was good. It was good. I don't even watch TV anymore, man. Nah, we got Netflix. Yeah, yeah. But that's great because you could create your own content or be involved in something that, had, like, like something like that back then. You're 16 years old on the wire, mm -hmm. right? Was and I'm HBO, I'm sure, but. Now you you had a management team because how much does how much does even something like that even make like is it something like you know the reason why I say that for is yeah, yeah. is because like Ice T like you know he, he I'm sat with him a bunch of times good friend of mine but he's like you know they, I think he made like twenty five grand for New Jack City but I'm saying like but he was like yo I would have paid twenty five grand yeah to be in part of it. You know, now I'm not asking how much exactly you made, but I, I mean, I, I, the industry, you're young. How do how does people even know what to take? You know, I think, I think at that time, it was that I was young and I didn't. Honestly, it was just just like I said, just like Ice T said, to to get to be a part of something like that. That honestly, still to this day, I, I get not only recognized for, but maybe idolized for it. it like and and it was it was literally so, i i i didn't understand the i guess the impact or how big of a deal what i what, what i was doing at the sure, time sure. was until later on like until i was maybe like what like 21 years old mm -hmm. and it was and, and the main reason why is because we we went we had like a we got uh accepted into AFI and I was there for the for when when they gave us the award for it and I'm like this is like yo like we really did something I I was just happy to be out of school I, I throw paint on people shoot guns sure, or whatever sure, it was sure. just like whatever but nah it, it 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 was something amazing so the money the money part didn't matter like still to me I I, I think that was one of the things the reasons why I worked the I do the things I do. I'm very, I, I, the roles that I pick, I don't pick them because of any money or anything. I usually pick the roles that I, that I want because it's like, yo, I want, I want to be a part of something dope. I want to shoot something dope. I want to be characters that sure. are dope. I don't want to do any of this fake shit. I don't give a fuck about any of this. Like the money will come. I'll even make my own characters if I have to. But at the end of the day, I just want to, I want my legacy to be something like everything that my name is touched to be like, yo, 
he bodied that and it was crazy. Mm, mm. Now, when you act, do you, because, you know, people, some people, or most people listen, don't act. Yeah. You know? <laughs> okay. So I don't mean like that because meaning like, it's not like everybody acts. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you could try, you but, know? Yeah. But, 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 you it's know. It's a skill. For sure. Do you, is it something like where you, it's like an out of body experience where you like fucking like channel into fucking being an actor when you're an actor? Like when you play a part to a, um, a part where you're not even playing yourself, like, you, like you're literally acting. Like, is this something, does it work like that? Sometimes. Yeah. Um, there, there are, there are definitely, definite times where I, I try to keep myself, I try to keep my personal, um, feelings or biases to myself and let the character himself shine um uh the way that I, and everybody every actor kind of has his own uh the, his own way of getting into character or just building the character or whatever but for me I, I have to find the common ground between me and the character so that my mind like whatever he whatever he's doing it could be something as small as the fruit that he eats to uh, to him maybe having to kill somebody. I have to find a common ground between me and this character that would make me as Mac, as Tristan, as Mac Wilds, sure. understand why this character is doing what he's doing. And once I can understand that, it the the lines get blurred, and I become I can become the person. Sure. You know, sure. Yeah, I I actually forgot that your fucking name was Tristan, man. My son's name is uh, Tristan. That's why you're a good fella. <laughs> yeah, we named my you, son. I mean, you know, you older than him, so. His name, he named it after you, but not like that, okay? <laughs> I'll be calling you Pappy. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm the Pappy that, baby. <laughs> but, yo, so Wire, Wire happens, right? You're making some money. Did you graduate from high school? Or? I did. I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, graduated no, with uh, honors. Praise God. Really? Good. God bless. Yeah, man. And, and, and did you go to college? No, nah, I didn't get a chance to. So, because you were working? Yeah. You ever want to go back? I definitely do. Mm-hmm. I, I, the funniest thing, I, after The Wire... I thought it was done. I thought it, I thought you know, what can you do now? Like, what else is there to do? Like, you've done what people are considering the best television show ever. Like, I mean, if I, if a movie comes along, cool. But like, nothing was really moving. Nothing was popping, and I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna go to school. So I signed up. I uh, I signed up for school. I I, I signed up for more for Morehouse, mm. for Howard, uh, NYU. And uh, USC, and before I can get accepted, I, I, before I was able to get ex- accepted to anything, uh, I got a knock on my door for two roles. It was like two roles, and they were like, "Yo, you can pick which one you want. You just got to pick right." And I was like, "Okay." So one role, they were like, "Yo, they got it's a it's a biopic. You're playing Lil C's in the Notorious movie." Mm. I was like, "Damn." That'll be fucking fire. I mean, I don't look anything like him, but yo, that shit. It's <laughs> like that shit'll be crazy. Shout out to Little C's. Shout out to Little C's. And then they were like, "But if you want, we got this other role. They're starting on two and O again, and we want you to be the lead character." Mm. I was like, "Damn!" So I had to make a choice. I was like, "Yo, if I, if I, if I, if this acting shit is what I'm gonna really do, and if I'm really gonna be a part of it, I." As much as I, as much as I am a fan of Biggie, his legacy, Junior Mafia, Lil C's, everybody, I have to do a role that's essentially going to be 
on another side of the spectrum so people don't try to box me into playing one role. True. And I was like, yo, let's... What's this 90210 shit talking about? Take us take us through your first day there, like how that deal uh, was, you know, happened. Okay, this is funny. Uh, so my first day was actually the same day as my audition. Mm. Like, hey, so you got hired on the spot? Yo, it's the craziest. Now, mind you, uh, when you're when you're auditioning for a television show, there's like literally a lot of there's a lot of things you got to go through. Like you gotta <clears throat> you go through maybe like three, four different auditions. Um, then you have to audition in front of the director and the producers. Then after the the director and the producers like you, then they bring you in front of the network. Then the network has to like you. And then if the, once the network likes you and everybody signs off, you're, you're golden. Like, so there's so many different, like, anyway, <laughs> they bring me, they fly me out to LA to, for, uh, to audition in front of the network. Um, and this is only after the second, like, this is my second audition. I didn't even have to go through all of this stuff. The first audition was literally the 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 producers on Skype watching me on camera and literally just telling me, like, listen, we really, really want you. So, look, this is what we want you to do. We did the role. They were like, okay. Uh, like, I, I did it in front of the camera. They said, okay, perfect. We're going to send this to the network. We're going to get you in. Sent it to the network. Network calls the next day. They were like, fly him out. Flew me out. Flewed me out, uh, you know, for all the city girlfriends out there. <laughs> uh, Classic. Brought me, brought me to the, to the building. I, I, first off, I, I sat with, the whole day was crazy, man. I'm, trying, I'm remembering all of this. We, they brought me into the, uh, the casting director's office. Met with her, sat with her. I did the audition in front of her one more time. She's like, yeah, I want you to run it with me a few times because we're about to go in front of the producers and everything, and I want to make sure that you're good. The producers told me to make sure that you're good, so I want to make sure that you're good. So we ran over it a couple times. I walk out, and my life is very weird. Like, I always, like there's always, like, omens or, or like, signs, and mm. I'm always catching them. So I walk out of the office, and Jason Priestley is walking in for a completely other a complete different audition walking in and I'm like wow what's going on he's like hey how are you I was like it's funny I'm actually about to go on an audition for the new 90210 I guess I'm playing the black version of you he said wow that I guess it's <laughs> <is> very progressive <laughs> so fast forward do the audition in front of the network now, usually when you do, like, uh, a screen test, as they call it, once you do the screen test, literally, they just let you go home. You go home. You sit down for, like, you go back to your actual home. You go home. Like, they'll probably call you in, like, I don't know, sometimes maybe three days to a week, call you after and just let you know if you got it. I do the audition in front of everybody. Um, and they and uh, the network... Uh, Tell the the producer is like okay uh, Mac go into the lobby and um, you know we'll we'll send the car we'll send the car to pick you up and take you back to your hotel so you can get on your flight tomorrow. I said okay cool. So I'm sitting in the lobby. Ten minutes turns into fifteen. Fifteen turns into half. Half turns into an hour. Producer comes back out. He's like, "Are you good? Do you need anything?" I was like, "Nah, just waiting for the car." He's like, "Just uh, just just wait." Uh, Every, everything's fine. We're going to call, whatever. Cool. I was like, all right. Hour turned into two hours. I'm like, what? The, what is going on? 
He's like, do you want anything to eat? Or I was like, I'm, I'm good. I'll just, I guess I just want to go back to the hotel, chill out for a second. He's like, all right, yeah, yeah, we, got, we got you, we got you. Two hours turned into three hours. And I'm like, yo, like, is, is the car, did somebody die? Like, <laughs> what is going on? After three hours, everybody that was in the room comes out clapping. I'm like, what is going on? They're like, congratulations, you just got the part. So what? This is what the fuck? What type? Of, they were like, now uh, we need you to hurry up downstairs. There's a car waiting for you, and you're already late for your photo shoot. Wait, what? Just I'm 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 not expecting any of this. Now they shoot shoot me down to Malibu, flying as fast as possible to Malibu, to to a photo shoot for the sizzle reel for nine hundred two one zero. And literally had to meet everybody there, play it up. It was it was crazy. It was it was nuts. It was probably the craziest uh, role I ever gotten. And uh, yeah, that it, it it never happens like that. So yeah, my first day was literally the day that I auditioned. That's insane. Nuts. How, how long did you stay on nine two one zero? I was on nine zero two one zero for five years. I for the whole for the whole series. Now, do you get did something like that? Do you get like res, you know if they ever play it again? Do you yep. get like resi, what, what do you call it? I can't even pronounce this shit. Now. Residuals. Res, yeah. Residuals. There I we got go. the same same thing for uh, the wire too. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah, they, they need to play that in more things then. Now, let me ask you: Did you feel like that that was like a step outside the box for you? Or you feel like you were a chameleon because you went from like say the wire to nine zero two one zero? Because that shit is like A to Z, don't you yeah, think? Yeah, definitely was. Um, I just. With 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 Dixon versus Michael, I just felt like it was I was um, accentuating and exploiting just different different uh, sides of myself. I was a I was I was I was a kid who grew up in the projects like my real life, like sure. me as Tristan Wilds. I was a kid who grew up in the projects who went to a predominantly white school, so I knew both sides. I knew Michael's plight, and I knew I knew who Dixon was. Sure. So I was able to. I guess tap into both of those people because they're caricatures of parts of my life. Mm. So it made sense. Now, now, you know, you think about it. You know, young kid from Staten Island. Now you're in fucking Malibu. Photo shoots. You just did the wire for years. You did. <laughs> you did fucking nine hundred two one zero now. <laughs> but think about it. Did you buy yourself anything? Like, you know, were your parents like controlling your money at that time, or like? Were you able to? Like, did you did you celebrate? Like I did celebrate. How I, I celebrated, I celebrated once. Like once we got the role, and uh, you know we got had a couple checks in. I bought my mom a house. Mm, that was my celebration. I got I got my mom out of Stapleton Projects. Mm. That was that was everything for me. That's a real special moment. Man. Yeah. You know, uh, that, see, that's the crazy thing because I think sometimes doing stuff like you're doing is 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 even though it's actor. It's entrepreneurs type stuff because meaning like it, you're taking a chance. It's not yeah. just going to a, a regular job and showing up and working. So the point I'm trying to make is sometimes even some parents, not all, and not in a mean way, would sometimes hope that you took the more route where it's like you know they hope yeah. you're okay. Mm-hmm. Like is this thing going to work out? You don't you know what I mean? Like and then for you to turn around and and show them. I mean I'm sure it had to be a very happy moment. Oh, for absolutely, her. absolutely. Um, yeah, it was it was nuts, man. I, I remember I remember my I remember my mom crying like like when we, when I was able. It was better than any gift. Like I could have gotten her any like I and I have like when I oh my god, 
that first Christmas was ridiculous. I, I just remember being the most ignorant kid probably in America at that time, literally. Gucci for my sisters, Louis for this one, this oh, but my mom like some crazy like like the the bezel was opal like it was a Christian <laughs> Dior watch and she never wore it. Mm. It's not her style. Like mm. that's not her steed. She likes to stay in the background. She doesn't like any anything flashy. She none of that. Like so to get her a house, to get her out of Stapleton. And and to see her face on that, she's like literally. That's all I need. I don't need anything. Mm. Is 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 mom and pop still around? Yeah. You you still uh, are cool with them? Both? Yeah, man. They're still together. On and off. Okay. When okay. they want to be. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know how that was. I, mm-hmm. I, I I was that person at one point in time. Um. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now it's just it's just only you or you. Have nah, a... there's a bunch of siblings. Okay. There's a bunch of us. Uh, it's me. Uh, me. I have a little sister. Mm. I have uh, two older brothers and then two older sisters, and a bunch of like adopted siblings. So it was it was, a, it was always a houseful, mm. always. Now, do you remember any moments like you know? That's one thing that I think is special for kids with growing up with two parents in the household. If I had to ask you, like, what moments do you remember as like family? When you look back, like, do you remember vacations? Do you remember, mm. you know, like what what do you remember? You know the crazy. I think the the one thing that I remember the most, uh, it's it's nothing, it's nothing really that has to do with my my parents in a sense. But it was more like how close I guess how close in a sense me all of my siblings had to be to each other. Like we were, we were everything to each other. Like I I just remember that. Like mm. they were my best friends, my enemies, everything. Like I. There was, there's not a moment that I, there's not a moment that uh, of any successful moment, like any moment that I was truly happy or celebrating about something that I don't remember my siblings being a part of, man. Mm, that's special. Yeah. Yo, how hard is it to get gigs, man? It's hard. It's right. very hard. Mm. Um, is it having a good management team? I think that's part of it. Um, you actually got to be good. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> um, Somebody could get you in the door. You yeah. got to prove to you. You know, there's. The, but you know, I think the biggest thing is you never, you never fully know. You never know. You could really, you can body a role like to the fullest extent. But if you're not what they see for that character, then you're just not what they see for that character. Mm. So it's literally just that. It's that minuscule, that simple. So it's hard because. Somebody can be thinking about you and you don't kill it the way that they wanted you to. So they got to go another way or somebody can literally not be thinking about you uh, or and you come in and kill it. And they're like, ah, you're not what I wanted. So it's it's always a crapshoot. You know, you're acting, 90210, mm-hmm. Wire, a mm-hmm. bunch of other things in between. Bought Mom's the House. I mean, right out the project, straight out the mud. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a beautiful fucking thing. Yeah. Now... You did mention that, you know, you love the music. Yes. You know, and that you flirted around with it, so to speak, at a young mm-hmm. age. Where the fuck do you go now all of a sudden start making music, like where you make an album that comes out? <laughs> Think about it. Even, let me ask some, and I'm sure it wasn't this, Own It wasn't your first song that No, came it definitely out. wasn't.
I mean, it's a smash. Thank you. You know, it, it, it's something I think that you could listen to for a very, Forever. very long yeah. time. And and you know why I remember it too? Just the words. Did you write that? Me and Neil. Yeah. Okay. So Neil is a talented motherfucker. He's ridiculously talented. Man. You know why? I'm young right now. Yeah. But, but I, I won't, won't be, be forever. forever. That fucking... Man, that song is powerful. Yeah. How the fuck did you come up with that song? Um, so, backtrack. I met Salam when I was... Salam Remy. Salam Remy. That motherfucker is talented the, as a motherfucker. The God. Yoda himself. Uh, I met Salam maybe when I was 20. Um... And at the time when I was doing 90, I just started 90210 when I was 18. So at the time when I first moved to L.A., I think in my mind I was like, okay, I'm in Los Angeles. I'm going to make the most of this. I'm going to start doing music. Like, I'm going to start writing and, and producing. Uh, I'm, I got a manager music-wise while I was in L.A. Pro- I got him when I was probably like, like 19. And uh, he started getting me in the studio with different people to to, like, to just be a session writer, to be in the booth, like just r- helping write and starting to get my feet wet in the studio. Sure. So working with like Faith Evans, with Chris Brown and, and this one and that one and whatever, 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 just in the studio writing with people, Tank, uh, Warren Campbell, mm. just getting getting in with people, Harold Lilly, um, James Fauntleroy, BJ the Chicago Kid, just literally just the kid doing 90210, going to the studio afterwards, writing. So, met Salam at, a, like, a BMI, BMI Awards when I was, like, 20. Um, stayed in contact. He wanted to, he heard I was, he, I told him I was doing music, and he was just like, word? He was, like, he was just a fan from The Wire, and he was just like, I want to hear some of this. Sure, sure. So, I, I started to let him hear stuff as, as I was getting it, and uh, from 20 to maybe, like, 20... Five. Whenever I would start, whenever I would write something that I thought was dope, I'd send it to him, and just see what he'd say. And he'd give me like notes. He'd be like, "Okay, this is cool. Maybe change this. Your writing isn't that strong on this one. This one is fire. Leave this one alone." And uh, I came out with a project called "Remember, Remember." Uh, it was like one. Of, it was my very first project. Just I don't even. There's only a few people in the world who probably have heard it. And uh, when I sent it to him, there was a song on there that I wrote called Cold. It was written by me and my boy uh, Juan Winings. And um, Salam heard it, and he's like, yo, this is on par with anything else that's out. Like, you sound like you could be, you sound like you can compete now. Like, Mm -hmm. before, you know, you sound like whatever. He's like, right now, you sound like you can compete. Let's see what you could actually do. So... We kept on trying to figure out our schedules to actually get in the studio together. Life happens. And I guess after maybe like the fourth season of 90210, uh, he's like, yo. He's like, when you're finished. Oh, it was, it was uh, I think it was fifth season. He said, yo, when you, when you leave for your, for your winter break, instead of going home, come to Miami. Mm. He said, just come out here for the, for the, for, uh, Come out here for a couple weeks, and let's write. So you sure? He was like, yeah, let's go. Went out there literally for one week, and in that one week, we wrote seven records. And five of them made New York a love story. Mm. One of the records was Own It. Now, he was, it was like, 
I think Own It was maybe like the first record that I recorded. Neo had the song, like Neo wrote the song. It was only the first verse and the hook, and there was nothing else on it. And, and then what was the hook? Um, uh, Tell me where you want to go, what you want to do. Said we living it like we own it. So it was literally just that. And the, fir- and the, and the first verse. And I remember hearing it, and Salam was like, yo, He's like, I mean, I said you can compete, so let me see if you can actually get on this record and beat Neo. I was like, I don't know if I can beat him, <laughs> but I'm going to do sure, what I sure. can do. And uh, went in the booth, flamed it, like killed it. He came in, he's listening to it. If you if you if you know Salam like Salam like when he's listening to something he ne- he's not like a congratulatory guy he's not gonna be like oh my god that's amazing but he'll like you'll know it's good because he'll do his little bop and yeah. he his little his fingers be moving sure. like that's how you know it's a, it's a vibe like his fingers be moving like he catches the the beat in his fingers and just vibes so I'm like okay cool and he's like all right now finish it I was like what do you mean finish it he's like finish it. Write the rest of the record. I said, uh, I, after like sitting with it for like two days, because I'm nervous as hell to fucking write a Neo record, um, we wrote it and uh, finished it. And he was just like, all right, cool. Next song. Crazy. So Salam so produced that beat? Yeah. That, that was uh, Eric B and uh, yep. Rakim. Mm-hmm. Now, now, because... Man, that's a fucking amazing beat too. Yeah. Now, did did, did you have to give up a lot of um, production? You know, uh, what, what do you call that? Because of the beat, like, because um, it's 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 more of a. It's not like he resampled it. So it's pretty much a. It 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 was and it was it was but it it wasn't but it was. Because with all of the with a lot of the production that we uh, that we did for the for the for the project. The way that's uh, the way that me and Salam kind of I don't want to say got away with it, but a lot of the way that we kind of got around it mm. was we brought in the producers to actually help us make sure. make the beat. Sure. So like, he called Eric B to like to get the drums and yeah. all of that stuff. He like for 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 Henny, like we we brought in Havoc to sure. like have us sure. help us with the record and so on and so forth. It was it was like. It was it was kind of it was um, it was amazing. Even even my crib, like sampling uh you, me, him and her. Uh we had Bink come in to, to help mm. us with that joint was that joint was crazy. Mm. So yeah, it was it was it was nuts, man. Did you uh, ever meet Eric B and Rockham? I didn't get a chance to. I mean I, I was supposed to meet him I was supposed to meet him Angie Martinez's uh barbecue. He he was gonna come through and uh perform, but and we was I was supposed to perform. Didn't do own it. Yeah, but I, I didn't get a chance to meet him. New York City, a love story. Yeah, came out how many years ago? Now, uh, September will make it six years. I think this year. Yeah, September will make it six years. Why? Not, not that you know what what I know you're working on music now. Mm-hmm. Why why is six year like why it took six years say to work again? Because uh, I mean talent is 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 not the fucking question. Yeah. No. I know we actually last year we did a we did a project as well. Last yeah. year we did um after hours. Mm-hmm. So that was my first that was my first 
Um, no, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, I, yeah. I do. I, I remember running to you. I mean, I feel like everywhere I run into you. Like, yeah. You're like one of those dudes that's just around everywhere. <laughs> you know? You're like I at move, the fucking man. open bar. You're at the fucking Nike party. Uh-huh. The media day here. I'll be moving around, man. But, but it did. I remember, that's the reason why I said it for is I remember asking you, even then, it was a couple of years. Yeah, it was, it's, it's, it, it was some years. I think it was a bunch of different things. It was uh, the changing of the guards with, with, with my management. Um, trying to find my footing back in my music, uh, getting comfortable like with the acting and like trying to figure out how to juggle acting and music. True. Um, and once we did After Hours and we had the breaks and shots fired coming out at the same time, I think that was the moment that I was like, yo, you could really do both of these things and, and, mm. and like do them well, so... I try. I forgot you did the breaks too. Shout mm-hmm. to uh, Dan Charnas. Yeah, man. Jazz Fly. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Listen, you know what? Let's take a break. Internets, okay? If you never heard of fucking Mac Wiles, okay? <laughs> you better throw on the fucking wire. <laughs> throw on 90210. <laughs> Go to his Instagram. He's probably trying to, you know, uh, uh, compete with Trey Songs. <laughs> the one and only, the multi talented, the chameleon in the building, Mac Wiles. Uh-huh. We'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. Oh, what's up? This is Heather Hunter, and you're locked into the Premium Pete Show. And yes, I'm about to get hot on the mic. Internet, and we're back. Yo, Sitting yo. here with the one and only Mac Wiles. Mm-hmm. Tristan Mac Wiles. The God. Like my son. Baby <laughs> Premium. You know, you know. Listen, um, we're speaking about acting. Yes. Young kid out of Staten Island. Mm-hmm. 90210. Wire. Yeah. Bunch of other shit. Uh-huh. Buying mom's a house, yeah. singing, yeah. Neo, Salam, listen, okay? If you honestly think about this shit, and this is what I mean sometimes when I sit with people, you don't realize how crazy that sounds? It's nuts. Yeah. Like, it's, I've, in my almost 30 years of living, I've I've lived a lot of people's full lifetimes mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's weird. It's it's very, very weird. Um and I, I, you know, for even people who aren't religious, you gotta you gotta believe in something for for something like this, man. Sure. Like this is, this is this isn't human. This isn't everyday regular shit. Like this is like, it's crazy. That's the only way I can really explain it. I mean, it's God. I think that's the better way to explain it. You know, from a young kid, you know, you're, you're on TV, you know, doing all this shit. How how have, have you had a lot of fake friends around you? Because, you know, keep in mind, you were probably more popular. And I don't, maybe some kids were popular in the street, maybe. <laughs> and ain't nothing wrong with that, but that shit don't last long. It don't. It don't. It w- don't. Was it tough to figure out, like, if you had friends that really fucked with you because they fucked with you or because they liked, you know? Nah, I think um, I've always been a very good judge of energy and, and, and of, like, I always felt vibes very quickly. Mm. So... I know I know people to keep at arm's distance, and I know who to keep close to me. And uh, I've I so far, and I pray you know knock on wood. I pray I keep that same discernment um, throughout the rest of my life. But uh, the people that I have around me, even now to this day, is very very much somebody people that I I consider close to me, like people that I that I personally can say yo I love you and and really mean it. Sure. So. And a lot of them are family. Like, I've known them for God knows how many years. Mm. So uh, I don't want to say no new friends. I'm not very Drake-ish in that, in that uh, mindset. But um, it, is, it, is, it is very much a very 
close circle of us. You know, growing up, and I was, we were saying this uh, off air. You know, I said, Dan, you know, uh, Mrs. Steele, you uh, girl. Mm-hmm. I said, you compete with Trey Songs because, <laughs> yo, how hard has it to been to be in relationships? It's been hard, man. Um, it's been hard, but it, I think the best, I guess the best way to explain it is there's nothing that's, there's nothing uh, good that's not hard to get, you know? Like, Absolutely. Um, so I, I guess I'm a hopeless romantic in that, in that mindset, you know, with, with that mindset, I always, I can fall very quickly and I'm, I always pray for the best, even though I know it's going to be hard. And, uh, you know, sometimes it falls. Sometimes mm. it works. Mm. And so on and so forth. What's the longest relationship you were in? God. Uh, like six years? God damn. Yeah. Met a girl when I was about, I met a girl when I was 15. And I was with her until I was 21, 22 years old. Mm. Mm. That's a long time. She yeah. was actually with you through, through seeing, yeah. turning into... Turning into yeah. Tristan Mack Wilds, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I say that because it's... it's Is it hard to be successful and be in a relationship, in your opinion? I think, um, yes. If you... If you it's only... I, I'll say this. It's hard if you, if you are constantly in your own way. Mm-hmm. You have to understand that relationships are different than anything else. A lot of times we look at relationships and we're and we are selfish in our ways. And there's nothing fruitful that will come from your relationship, whether you're successful or not, by being selfish. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times you can you can prolong a relationship if you're selfish, but if you're successful and you're selfish, the the things that you would do to prolong your relationship, you really don't have time to do. So uh, if you're if if you're if you understand that to be in a relationship that grows you have to be selfless and not necessarily expect anything else and this is from both parties the person who is successful and the person who isn't i guess in in essence um you got you have to understand that if you want this to work you both have to be selfless and not look for anything from the other one but love mm. Mm. amen Man, that's going to probably get him a couple more DMs. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, you want a Law & Order also? I do. I was on Law & Order. How the fuck, yo, what the fuck is going on here? I feel like every New York actor I know. <laughs> in the world, any actor in New York, it's literally a rite of passage. If you haven't done a Law & Order, we don't consider you a real actor. Like, you like you haven't done a Law & Order yet? Come on, get your stamps up, bro. Come on, mm-hmm. step your game up. Now, how does something like that happen? Just through management? Oh, yeah, auditions. You know, uh, like a part will pop up. They're like, yo, it's a guest star spot in a law and order. How do you feel about it? I'm like, I love it. All right, cool. Go on this audition. You go on an audition. You got to wow them, of course, and pray for the best. Mm. You know, I feel like, again, I called you throughout the whole episode of Chameleon, and that's because you are. Thanks, and, man. And, and then I, you look at something like where... A tremendous talent like Adele, mm-hmm. right? I, I remember one day I was, I may have been on YouTube. I don't know where the fuck, maybe the TV. I don't even <laughs> know where. And I see you in this fucking video. Mm-hmm. You know what video that yeah, is. Yeah, I know exactly what video you're talking about. <laughs> of course you do. How the fuck does that happen? Honestly, I mean that. Like somebody, like, again, people listening who don't even know who Mac Wilds are. 
or someone listening that know you that want to get to know a little bit more about you. Mm-hmm. How does something like that happen? Um, uh, by the grace of God and, and people who actually like your work, I guess. Uh, I got a call one day. Um, it was my management. They said, uh, there's a director who wants to talk to you. I said, a director who wants to talk to me about what? It's like about a music video. I'm like, uh, I don't know about a music video. They were like, oh, I think you're going to like this one. <laughs> I said, uh, all right. Uh, who's the who's the director? Who's the artist? The director's name is Xavier Dolan. Shout out to my boy. And uh, they said the the artist is Adele. I said, oh. Uh, are you sure you got the right person? They said they asked for you by name. I said okay. Uh, let me. I'll talk to him. What's up? Got on the phone. Um, Xavier was just like, yo, man, um, what's going on? You know, me and Adele have been looking for somebody to play this role. You know, this is her first song back. Um, and she's kind of, we, we've been kind of fig- trying to figure out who do we see for this character. And for the, f- at first, you know, she wanted to kind of go with somebody who had no name or, but I told her like, we have to have somebody who, if you want this to be what you want it to be, we have to have somebody who can really portray the the characters, who could really, who can really emote, like give us what we want. And she's like, uh, uh, who do you think? He's like, and I loved you from the wire. So I said, Tristan Wilds. And she said, Oh my God, Dixon from 90210. Mm. Absolutely. Um, and, and I told him, I was like, yo, uh, let's figure out what the, what that video is about and let me know how it could be a service. Like, let's kill this. And the rest was history. Went out to Montreal. We shot it in maybe like two, three days. And Was that the first time you ever met her? Mm-hmm. And what did she say? We sat down. We talked for a minute. We kind of just, we shot the shit, like literally just talked about life. We played a couple of the records from the album before, before anybody else got a chance to hear it. And, we talked about her kid. Her kid was there. We, we just literally, we just talked about life and what it's like growing up in this business. And then we talked about New York a little bit because she, I, I didn't know she used to live out here. Mm. Um, the bars she used to go to and stuff like that. It was, it was dope. A sweet person. Mm-hmm. But like, like such a such a sweet, genuine girl. Like, 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 she felt like a New York girl. Like she felt like somebody who I who you would meet out here. She. She curses. She she tells jokes. She'll joke on you in a second. The whole nine yards. Like, she's just literally a, a genuine person. She's so dope. Mm. How many views? Did, didn't have that, that, that you, I, I remember seeing that shit get... Uh, yeah, I think we're at tr- two billion now. God motherfucker. Or something like that. Something crazy. Two billion views on YouTube. Yeah, check, check that. <laughs> check that shit out. Now, 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 that, now, now, now that's hello, right? Yeah, hello. By Adele. Mm-hmm. Man, that's crazy. Now, do you ever speak to her again? You ever... Yeah, we talk every now and then. Uh, like, just hit her up or, her like, I'll hit her management up. Just be, be like, you know, how's she doing? How's the baby? Whatever. But she's, um, yeah, she's, again, she's dope, man. You know, one thing we didn't go over is the inspiration. Growing yeah. up, you know, obviously you're an actor, you're an artist, you know, you do a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. But who the fuck inspired you that you would, you know, because sometimes you see, you're like, oh, I'm exactly where I want to be. And I'm inspired because I'm inspired by these people. Yeah. I think uh, I think as time progressed, I was always inspired by different things, as any artist is. Um, when I first started, um, it was more like 
my family. You know, I, 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 in the house, it was a very creative household. Like, my dad was, um, my dad is like an artist, artist. Like, he paints, he draws, he builds stuff. He also sings. Like, he was one of the, f- like, w- him and my grandfather are the reason I sing, I guess. Because he sings. My older sister sings. My older brother draws. So it's like we all got our creativity sure. from him. So he would probably be, like, one of the people who, I guess, um, inspired all of us at first. Um, then I guess as life progressed, it was my it was my nieces and nephews. You know, there's there's nothing. I remember my niece uh, when 90210 was, like, at peak, like probably season two, season three or something like that. I remember my niece, I think she was in middle school, and she calls me. She's like, Uncle Tristan. I said, what's up? What's going on, mama? She's like, Uncle Tristan, um, can you talk to my friend real fast? She doesn't believe that you're my uncle. And that feeling right there is like, all right, cool, I'm Superman now. Yeah, put her on the phone. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me, let me me talk to her. Let me tell you, let me tell her. Yeah, yeah, this is Mac Wiles. What's going on? I got to put the low voice on. Yo, 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 yeah. Yeah, this is Mac Wiles. It's good to meet you. All of that. It was it was amazing. It's hey, amazing. You put the the, the radio the <laughs> exactly. all school all school the R&B. Lenny Green yeah. ninety eight point seven exactly. You know, um, and I I think now, I think now, especially now, like with the writing of the songs and um, writing scripts now and and starting to direct and produce stuff and. And literally trying to handpick my roles, the things that I, the things that inspire me the most are, I guess, literally the things that I encounter in life. Like, I, I, I try to stay present in life, like, as things, as things come by so that I don't miss them. So I don't, I don't miss the moment to be inspired by the way a girl's dressing tonight or uh, the, uh, the, the vibe at a bar or, mm. um, a listening session, the way that the lights are dim or like the colors that they use. I literally try to like pull in everything that life is, that life constantly throws at us instead of just bypassing it as we all do, just kind of letting, just going every day, just keep going, going, going. I try to like, I try to make it a point every time to kind of stop and really breathe in what, what I'm, what I see and what I'm, when I'm around. So life. When you absolutely when you're on a road, you know, like you are, it's a marathon. It ain't a sprint. Yeah, you know, I'm sure you ever come across some people where you're like, "Holy shit, man, my life is crazy." You ever have any moments or met people that you grew up like, you know, that you never thought you would meet? Yes, all the time, man. I shoot, I I still remember the first time when I when I first signed to Rock Nation and going up into Jay's office <laughs> and and. Just sitting like he was he was talking to uh Lenny and Lenny and Shaka, they brought me upstairs. They were like, Yo, uh we're about to sign papers with Mac. They were like he's like, Word? So you coming to the rock? Mm. I was like, Yeah, I'm about to he's like, All right. He's like, So he's like, We like for what? You acting? I was like, She's like, No, nah, it's music. He said, Word? I said, Yeah, he said, It don't suck, right? I said, Nah, my mm. shit is fire. Mm. Said, all right. Like I want to hear it as soon as y'all get it. I want to send it to me. Said, all right, cool. But just like meeting him, meeting Spike Lee for the first time, Jeffrey Wright, like these guys that I that I 
watch and I idolize or it's it's crazy it, yeah. that just just like you said it's 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 crazy like these are guys that I I remember being a kid watching Denzel Washington Will Smith yo meeting Will Smith was like when did you meet him I met Will I met Will out on the red carpet uh, for Secret Life of Bees when I shot Secret Life of Bees because Overbrook, his company, they produced uh, Secret Life of Bees. <clears throat> so I remember we're on the red carpet. Nobody told us that they were that him and Jada were going to... Nobody told us that they were going to come. So we're on the red carpet and, you know, uh, I'm sitting... I'm, I'm taking a picture with Queen Latifah. We're on the carpet. And then I see Jada walk walk through and she jumps in the picture i'm like oh shit this is crazy it's jada pickett i'm trying not to spaz out but all right let me keep it cool got cameras flashing and shit all right cool take the picture and then i feel a tap on my shoulder he's like hey hey you got room for one more i'm like oh shit the fresh prince is in the building guys the fresh prince is here everybody relax (laughs) everybody relax and we took pictures man and and he, he pulled me to the side afterwards and he was just like yo i watched it you killed it. He's like, yo, thank you. Thank you for, for what you did. I was like, no, thank you for the opportunity. And then he sent me a letter like a week later, uh, some ha- a handwritten letter. I was like, yo, this is this is crazy. This is this is nuts. That's crazy, man. Yo, there's ever been a role that you uh, um, auditioned for that you didn't get? That, you know, kind of like haunts you or you're like, fuck, I wish I already got that. I, I try not to live with regrets, but... Um, I guess one role that I that I wish I would have been able to really sink my teeth into was, uh, and my boy got it, so I'm not mad at all. Was um, was uh, Barry Jenkins' last last movie, uh, If Bill Street Could Talk. Mm. I wanted to, I, that was one of my favorite books growing up. Um, so to play to play the role that my boy um, Stephen James got of uh, uh, Fonny, um, that would have been, I man, I would have had fun with that. Mm. Mm. So you know, as we wind down, your career, like I said, is it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yeah. You know, what are you working on today? Um, always looking for the next role. Actually, I have the next role in my pocket, but we don't. Um, I, I we haven't signed all the dotted lines yet to that I can talk about it. Is it a movie? Is it a yeah, series? It's a series. Okay, nice. And it's, it, I'll tell you. I'll tell you off air. I okay. just thought about it, but. And I'm producing it too. Oh, nice! So it's it's kind of a, the role that I've I've wanted to play since I was 16 years old. Mm. Um, so we have that. Um, I'm starting to produce my own content and direct my own stuff. So we have a lot of like short films and stuff that are coming up this year. Um, music, more music. Mm. I'm probably dropping a lot of music this year, starting probably in like February or March. So we got that coming. Is there people that you know on your on your wish list that you want to uh, you know make music with? <sighs> man, um, that's a lot, man. I, I'm I'm all about just just figuring out dope sounds and and dope people to make it with. Like whether it's whether it's Jay Z, J Cole, and Drake, or Adele, mm, and. Mm. James Blake or Pharrell, you know the the list goes on and on. Diplo, like there's mad people. But When's the first time you met Pharrell? Whew. First time I met Pharrell, I was <laughs> I was 
16, running around with D and Ricky. Mm. And they, shout out to D and Ricky. Shout out to D and Ricky. And they brought me up to the BBC office, and he just happened to be right about to leave. And I was, still am, the biggest Pharrell fan. Biggest. Ridiculous. Between him and Kanye, you couldn't tell me nothing. No pun intended. Mm, mm. Um, but yeah, man, he, that was my first time meeting him, and he didn't know who I was. I was just a kid with a with a fedora hat on and a and a and a Dean Ricky T shirt um, under a vest. <laughs> and yeah, it was it was he was he was the god man, the mm, god. Mm. Still is, and he still still is. It's crazy how young he looks, man. Still crazy you know uh what alicia keys you know you've done a bunch i mean you've done it with so many people it's crazy mm-hmm. but i feel like sometimes people don't remember everything yeah that's you true uh, remember the first time meeting alicia keys um i think my first time meeting alicia keys uh damn my first official time meeting alicia keys because the one time that i've seen her and i and I, she shook my hand i i was 13 and my mom was when my mom worked for uh when my mom worked for Smith Barney underneath her building was where they used to do the 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 Today show mm-hmm. concerts so Alicia did a concert there and she was walking through the crowd and she seen me and she shook my hand mm. crazy so that was the first time that I met her met her but I think the first time that I officially met her was on the set of The Secret Life of Bees mm. yeah mm. That must have been some. So how was the craft services on that set? Amazing. Huh? It was amazing. Huh? We're in the South. Huh? It was like all of your mother's best food. It was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous. You know, you know, one thing one thing that I admire about you is that you're a calm, cool, collective guy. Thank now, you. Don't man. get me wrong. I'm sure if you get upset, you get pissed off. Of course. You know, you can put somebody in the trunk. Mm-hmm. But the you know, it you're in both businesses. Yeah. The music business. And the actor business, yeah. or or we call the movie or, the or TV movie or business, whatever the whatever, fuck it's yeah. called, film. Is there a difference of shadiness? Because you know how many people say, "Ah, oh, the music business is shady. People mm-hmm. are phony." Is it the same thing in that? It's uh, it is, but it isn't. It's um, you. It's a. It's just a different type of shade. Like it's. It's all. It's. It's all kind of weird and and shady. The only reason why the 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 film business can't do the same thing that the music business does is because of different guilds and, um, mm. and things of that nature. But ultimately, they still find ways to throw shade, um, and you just got to be aware of it. Yeah, you you got a business manager? I do. Why why should people get a business manager? Oh my God, no. You'll blow your money on one crazy weekend in Vegas. Mm. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Most people, you know, you know, it's crazy, man. Most people are afraid to get something, but then upset when they lose something. Yeah, right. You know, like I always ask people that because even even I remember at my worst days, my best days, I always check. I know exactly what I have, and it's not only about money because you know I got a family. Oh, yeah, you know, of course. But I just, you know, and it's funny because you know. You, you don't get frugal, I feel like, sometimes until you get older. Everybody's different. It's true. But you learn a little bit more, you know? Like, I give you an example. When I grew up, the way we grew up in Brooklyn, it was all flash, man. Yeah. We looked good when we weren't really good. 
You know, I I remember people used to make fun of my man. He had a white tee. He had a stain on it all the time. And he's like, yeah, richest dude though. But people looked for somebody to have probably something looking more flashy. Of course. You know what I mean? So so a business manager sometimes, you know, and I talk to a lot of people about this, but it's like, like you, you put it perfectly. Like you'll blow all your money in Vegas. Yeah. You know? <laughs> in a weekend. Yeah. Go home and try to figure out what what you don't do now. Mm. I don't ever want to be in that place where I got to figure out what I'm going to do now. So, yeah, shout out, shout out to my business manager, man. Shout out to Lou. Mm. Big Lou <laughs> from the group Lou. home. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Big Lou from the group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but 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 even like even credit, right? Did mm-hmm. you learn that at an early age? I didn't. Yeah. And that was a problem, man. Uh like I wish I would have learned that earlier, like 90210 days. But uh, you know, thank God I've gotten on it now. You know, ain't no time like the present. So it's um it's definitely something very, very important that I, I I implore everyone to to venture out and find out more about and actually get your credit together. Because mm. America doesn't run on money. They runs on credit. Mm. Mm. You know, uh, somebody listening to this, you know, maybe just wanting to learn more about how to break into the film industry or, mm-hmm. or maybe stuck or maybe just has a dream or to be honest with you, is exactly like you, kid from the projects that made it out, bought his mama home, mm-hmm. changed his life around, became a a, 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 a renaissance man, to, so, so to speak. Thanks, man. W- what's some advice you would give somebody that felt like, you know, like they stuck or they have dreams or hopes of trying to get into these businesses? You know what, man? I'll... I'll... We we're in a we're in a in a very fortunate time. Um we're in a we're in the day and age of the creative. Um this is a time where literally you can you can make what you everything that you need to create to to make something tangible, the same way that Martin Scorsese, Steven Spielberg or even Quincy Jones, all of these guys, everything that we had, like everything that they, the technology that they had to create what the things that they created right now is literally at our fingertips every single day. It's on our phones. It, we have apps to, to make beats. You have apps to record music. You have apps to, 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 you have apps to write scripts. You have apps, like there's, there's literally everything that you need right now at your fingertips. So this is the day and age of the creative you have no excuse. Your your biggest asset is your your brain, your imagination, your creativity. So as of right now, what I would say to you is don't wait for somebody. Don't wait for any one thing. Go out, make something, do something, create it, push it out. Even if you're showing your friends, if you really think about it, you show if you just show your friends. Seven people see it. Those seven people will show seven other people. Now you have, what, uh, 49 people. Oh, seven or, seven. Yeah. There we go. Now you got See, you almost caught me on the times table. Man. Yeah, you got 49 people that are watching your stuff that fast. And then they start breaking it down more and more and more. It's, it's, it, gets, it, gets, it gets crazy. So your biggest asset to you, to, to, your biggest asset is your creativity, your mind, and you can't sit on your hands. And even all of those moments that you feel like you can't do it or you can't go any further, keep fucking 
going. Mm. Don't stop. Because the moment that you stop, the only the only thing that's gonna the only thing you're doing is allowing somebody else to get further than you. And it's not a ra- again. It's not a race. It's not a sprint. Just because this person is here, don't compare yourself to this person. Like, just keep going. Run your race. Mm-hmm. What Man. books are you reading? I'm uh, right now. It's funny you ask. Right now, I'm, I started rereading the the autobiography of, of Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Man. I literally just started it back up like two days ago. Mm-hmm. Any any other suggestions? <laughs> uh, suggestions of books. The Alchemist, one of my favorite books ever. Um, I probably read that book once every five years. Just to, and you always catch something different in it. It's ridiculous. Um, Alchemist, um, The Tipping Point, uh, Purple Cow. Um, Purple Cow's official. Yeah, Purple Cow's official. That's a, that's enough books. That's enough books yeah. to read to get your mind right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Lastly. Um, any investments, any kind of like advice you have on something that you feel works for you to have somebody? Cause I feel like a lot of people want to try to make extra money. Mm-hmm. Don't even know how, you know, not saying that you, you, you may not be the one to give it. Yeah. Them that, right. You know, uh, investments, uh, fuck with uh, cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is cool. I think it's, 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 it's outdated. I wouldn't even say it's outdated. It's very, it's very trendy. So I, I'm I'm interested to see uh, what happens to it in the future, um, but yeah, man, I, I think I think it, as it comes to stocks and everything, right now, it looks like all of the stocks are going down. So I would say start putting your money into things right now because once it goes back up, it goes back up in a big way. Sure. So um, even though it looks like all of the Dow's are going down, start spending your money on these stocks while they're down, so that when they go up, your money go up. Mm. On Instagram and Twitter at Mac Wilds. Yes, sir. M A C K W I L D S. Listen, let me tell you something. <clears throat> you're still young. Thank you, man. You've done so much. Yes, sir. You're a great dude. You know, I'm, I'm glad we finally uh, got a chance to sit down yes. because honestly, the world needs more people like you. Thank and what you, I man. mean by that is to look at, to be inspired by, to to really understand that. You can't be put in a box. Yeah, no. Nah. And anything you want to try to do, you know. You could do it. That's it. Because one day you're going to die. Yeah. What are you worried about other, other people for? <laughs> Fuck are I'm we doing telling here? You, I'm telling you. Internets, the one and only, Tristan McWiles. Peace, brother. Peace, peace. Internets, if you enjoyed that episode, then hit me up. That's right. Email me at thepremiumpeakshow at gmail.com. Again, that's thepremiumpeakshow at gmail.com. If you're an advertiser, any big company, small company, startup, whatever it is, you want to advertise on the Premium Peep Show, hit me up. Email thepremiumpeepshow at gmail.com, and we'll, we'll get to working, okay? And if you have a suggestion or you want to hear a certain guest on the show, whatever it is, okay? You know, you could at Premium Pete, at Premium Pete Show on Twitter or Instagram, or for the last time I'll tell you, well, I'm not gonna, it's not the last time, email me. The Premium Pete Show at gmail.com. And let's get to working. Cheers.